0: Hello and
1: welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Uh, we are back. It is the year of our lord, 2023, um, and I'm still the same old Kelso. Hello.
0: And I'm Kyla. I'm Carl. And it can be the year of somebody else's lord, that's fine too.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, no. I mean,
0: I feel like our lord's gotten a lot of years, and... Uh... I I mean it's somebody else's turn probably. I think
1: yeah, I think it can be anyone's lords.
0: I wish we, we, have, we haven't had an Eldritch Lord in a while, like
1: Yeah, that's that true. It be. is the year of Nyarlathoteps, twenty twenty three. Two thousand twenty twenty three. Here's the thing, I don't know why, but I love saying the year of our lord, two thousand and whatever.
0: It's and like when, fashion, I, and
1: when I type it out especially, I type out like the spelling of the year. I don't know why, but I love doing that, so it's not so not, not dedicated to any lord in particular. <laughs> just just fun for me to do. Yeah. So, Choose
0: your was... own lord. Yeah. Whatever yeah. lord you prefer. <laughs> if, Our if collective you... lords. <laughs> yeah if I you would to like to lord.
1: dedicate Yeah right? <laughs> if you would like to dedicate this year to Shogoth, turn to page uh six hundred and twenty three. I was going for a choose your own adventure. Yeah, I, yeah, yep. it's, yeah, you know, what are you going
0: to do? It's a, it's a veritable buffet of lords to choose from for, <laughs> for whose year it is. Yeah. I think we just hit the Lunar New Year as well, right? So it's now uh year of the rabbit as well.
1: I believe so. Um, let's see. Lunar New Year. Google for the podcast. Oh, it's, uh in like a week
0: okay so we still have a little bit before it's it's actually it's it's
1: next sunday so january 22nd year of the rabbit
0: it'll be year of the rabbit next time we pod yeah anyway welcome to the podcast folks it's been a little bit because it was the holidays um but we're back
1: we are back and we we sure did play a game but in between playing the game what else have y'all been up to
0: uh I played Nothing. all of I played all of tunic um which I have super mixed feelings about um I it's a very good game and I actually do recommend it um but I had some pacing issues with it uh it was described to me as like a Legend of Zelda meets fez and I'm like I like both of those games I'm okay with that like let's check this out um And the problem is, it's not really Legend of Zelda meets Fez. It's 90% Legend of Zelda, and then you get to 10% before the ending, and it's like, by the way, do you want to play this entirely different Fez game, or do you want to play (laughs) the last 10% of your Zelda game? Interesting. Um, And I'm like, I mean, I like Fez games, but like, Now I'm like invested in finishing this uh, this Legend of Zelda game that you've given me. So like I I just kind of like I've already played this for you know twelve fifteen hours at this point. Like let me just finish it. And if you do, you get the bad ending.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: I know. And so then you know, and I feel like if I had played the puzzle parts of the game from the beginning, I would have been really into it. But then, like at a certain point, it's like, well, you know, like this is like delaying me from finishing this thing that I had momentum for, that I was like, you know, cruising towards the end of, and it felt like I was just trying to like rush through it to get out of the way, and so it was frustrating to me, um, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. But like, I think both parts of it are very well done. Like, it does have very good puzzles, and it has very good gameplay. It's a little on the tough side in terms of some of the boss fights. Um, people compare it to Dark Souls, but it's not actually like comparable to Dark Souls because it's very difficult. It's comparable to Dark Souls because they use a ton of Dark Souls systems in it, um, mm-hmm. like they're, the way they use stamina and the way they do like you know save and heal points and and healing generally and is very you know. Dark like Souls. enemy
1: respawning. I played a little bit yeah, of it exactly. as well.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, boss fights are hard. Um, but you know, you just try them a few times, and you get there eventually. Most of them you can cheese with the right items or, uh, you know, combo of uh, of uh, power ups and stuff. So it's strategy.
1: It's a legitimate strategy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so tunic, as I said, I think I do recommend it. But you know, go in knowing what you're in for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fair. I started playing it, and, man, I don't know, these, like, top-down, kind of, isometricy games, like...
0: Back-and-slashes?
1: Yeah, like, it... I think, like, Tunic in particular, like, gave me a weird amount of anxiety where it's like, I can see all these paths that I could take, but I can only take one path, and that stresses me out.
0: Oh, and and there's a bunch <laughs> of paths you can't see that you can take. I know! Because yeah, they hide hidden paths on, like, every single wall that you can rub yourself yeah. against. <laughs> and, then like...
1: I, and then I found the hidden paths in a couple places, and I was like, oh no!
0: yeah, um, And they, that,
1: that bothers me. <laughs>
0: they make use of the isometric perspective to hide a lot of, like, hidden paths and chests and stuff. And most of them you can find if you're, like, fairly observant, but a lot of them you find because you're rubbing yourself against every surface in the game, and it's, uh... Not too bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh,
1: I don't like the feeling of like I'm gonna block myself off from something forever if I, if I you know progress too far and that yeah, like I said, it it it's we're talking about my my video game neuroses again, but there you go.
0: <laughs> so for what it's worth, the when you finally get to exploring it, although the in-game world is not crazy huge, um it's uh it's like you know there are a few areas but um it it when does you seem from the outset find them all you like you're like oh there's actually only like six areas in the game and it's like you just get pretty used to them
1: yeah it it does seem from the outset that like it's it's an environment that they want you to think is bigger than it actually is when you yeah. when you when you drop into it so
0: yeah. I yeah. you know, there's enough to explore. Mm-hmm. But it's uh eh, it is what it is. Um. Ugh, sorry, it's a little brain farty this morning. Um it was also uh GDQ this past week. Awesome games done quick specifically. Uh it was a lot of fun speedrunning. I missed a lot more of it than usual because I didn't take the week off from work this time. Yeah. But there was some stuff that I saw that was really cool and some stuff that I'll have to go back and check out, um, including a Stardew Valley speedrun, which I missed. Uh, But uh, once again, there was a fantastic Stepmania showcase that was just, like, mind-boggling. There was... What else? There was a a Trackmania, which is a racing game, played uh, with two-player co-op, where the car is steered by the average of the two inputs from the controllers.
1: Oh, God.
0: So it's one car with two people steering. And uh, that was pretty fun and funny to watch. Um, And, yeah, just, you know, all sorts of the usual fun games done quick nonsense. There was a Power Wash simulator uh, co-op run. They apparently set a new record on one of the levels.
1: Damn. Uh, Imagine that being, like, the thing that you get really good at is one specific level of Power Wash (laughs) Simulator. i played a bit of Power Wash Simulator. It's fine for, if you don't want to think.
0: Yeah, I got the impression it was sort of like the the manual labor parts of House Flipper.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. It's its own game. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like, alright, I mean, I, sure. I'm sure that's somebody's cup of tea.
1: It is really satisfying to like completely one hundred percent a level, but it's also just extremely tedious. It's like the tedium of like viscera cleanup detail if you've played that, um, but not. but even more so.
0: I assume that's exactly what it sounds like from the title.
1: Yeah, it's um <clears throat> so uh, viscera <laughs> cleanup detail is it's it's very funny actually. Um, it 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 takes the concept of like. You're the cleanup crew that goes in and cleans up after like big video game sci-fi set piece shootout battles. So you're picking up like alien limbs and cleaning up blood splatters and like alien blood splatters and there's like you know shell casings all over. Yes, um, is
0: there a like an overarching story behind it, or they ju- or just like a each vignette is its own kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a, an overarching story. I've played like a handful of levels here and there. It's one of those games that I'll just like get get the urge to play for mm. about five minutes, and I'm like, oh, I don't have the patience for this right now. Um, yeah, I don't think there is an overarching. But they have like a couple spinoffs. For there's there's one that's like it's all Christmas themed levels. There's one that's all um, levels from the Shadow Warrior remake remakes um, from right. a couple years back. Can <laughs> you just play those levels and you clean them up. You've got your mop and your bucket, and
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, it's goofy.
1: But yeah, similar, but more jokey than yeah. wash Simulator.
0: Yep, okay. Well, sure. Um, I wonder if there's been a teardown speedrun at GDQ. I feel like that would be fun to watch.
1: I'd um. be surprised if there wasn't.
0: I'm sure there have been speedruns of it. I just don't know if they've been at a GDQ or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they raised, you know, like $2.6 million for Prevent Cancer Foundation, and it was a good time. Yes. I do love a games done quick.
2: Yeah, I normally don't really watch it because I've seen most of the stuff I'm interested in, but I was sitting in a call uh, with the, all the, like, neon white Speedrunners in Discord, and we were yeah. hyping, and it was really fun to watch.
0: Nice, and I've it heard was that was a really the... good run. I was gonna say I've heard that was a particularly solid run. Yeah. Um I'll also have to go back and watch. There was an Illbleed uh, run in the middle of the oh, night. Oh man, one night. <laughs> I bet so, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited to to go back and watch that. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Illbleed is a
2: a the real... best game ever, ever. Totally yeah, so... solid, no bugs.
0: It's <laughs> a horror game, that, uh, or like a parody of horror movies kind of game, that uh, it tried some stuff with its mechanics, for it sure. really did. <laughs> yep. Um, I,
2: there's,
0: some, there's some real good videos about it on YouTube you can yeah, check it's... out.
1: It's so hard to describe. If you don't know anything about Ill Bleed, I would recommend just like watching a, a Let's Play or something of it. I it is like insane to me that we don't have a PC port of Ill Bleed yet. Um, it considering was for
0: Dreamcast. It was so... a
1: Dreamcast game. Yeah. <laughs> it existed
0: um, and then didn't exist in fairly short order. I think.
1: Yeah, but it's it's such a like cult classic at this point that. I don't know. It's 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 just a
0: cult cult classic. Like yeah. there there aren't even enough people who play it. I think to to be counted as a cult classic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look, we got we got Shenmue ports to the PC. I can hold out hope. Because <laughs> Shenmue 3. three. Well, let's not talk about Shenmue three. They could
0: <laughs> uh, they could do a like a an updated reboot remake of Ill Bleed. Um,
1: I yeah. Guess. Just, like, a remaster, even, would be fine. But, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ill Bleed Close to my <laughs> heart. Never played it, but close to my heart.
2: <laughs> Speaking about Ill Bleed, I just started playing Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Finally. After, like, 20 years. Yeah. How
0: are you enjoying it?
2: Um, It's a scary game. I don't like yeah. scary games. But okay. uh, it's not super scary, and it's been pretty fun.
0: I was gonna say, does it does it hold up to the hype? Because I feel like that's probably one of the most hyped uh, games in that series.
2: I want to say yes, but I don't know why. Interesting. Like, there's each individual part really does not hold up.
0: But as a whole, it's working for you.
2: But as a whole, it's pretty fun.
0: Okay. Interesting. If I ever get back to doing the like, uh, uncaged fury nostalgia streams, uh, that one was was on my list of like things to try at some point. Um, that's uh, I think it's the most famous one because it's the one where they introduced Pyramid Head. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, probably yeah. for other reasons as well, I assume. <laughs> um, there was also an Outer Wilds uh hundred percent DLC uh run and some of the man the trick that they did um very very minor spoilers i guess for the outer wilds dlc but there is something uh that you can find referred to as kind of like the dream world or the dream space um and you're not allowed to have uh when you go in there, you're, like, yourself. You're not allowed. You don't have your, like, suit or your jetpack or anything. Uh, but they do a trick that they call lucid dreaming in the run where they know where the, uh, like, spawn volume for the dream world is in game space. And they uh, set the their ship on a collision course for it. As it's pulled in by the sun's gravity, so that the ship just crashes in the dream world at some point, And then you have your ship and your jetpack in the dream world. That's pretty...
1: that's, like, super nuts.
0: Yeah, it's... That's great. It, it was absurd to watch. It was very
1: cool. I still haven't played the DLC for that. I need, I need to do it. But I think if I do it, very I'm just gonna good. play... I know, I... Th- I think I'm just going to play the the game again and then do the DLC at some point. Yeah,
0: I recommend it because there is one very small like part of the DLC that does change depending on how much you filled out your ship log at that point mm. and it's better if you filled out as much as yeah. you can. So. So I would recommend getting all of the major, you know, mysteries solved in the the main game and then doing the DLC. Yeah, that's good to know. Um I- but it yeah. It's very good, it's a little bit scary compared to the base game um but it's uh it's worth it it's good it's very good it's
1: worth the fear that's good, that's good yeah to know.
0: and there's a there's a low spooks mode that you can turn on in the menu, which honestly, I kind of recommend it doesn't actually make it less scary, it just makes things uh well, not less likely to kill you exactly, but it's hard to explain without spoilers. That's but fair. yeah. Makes things easier, <clears throat> let's say. Yeah. It's good to know too. Um Yeah. So anyway, uh game's done quick. I, I recommend if you missed it, going back and checking out some of the VODs because uh there was some, some real high skill on display as per usual. So mm. Oh, it's a good week. It's a it's a week I very much enjoy just getting to sit around and watch speedruns.
1: That's uh, a good that's a good reason to take off work when yeah. you can.
0: Um but yeah, anybody else have any major fun things from over the break?
1: I fell into the stardew hole. And I'm still, like, at the bottom of the Stardew hole. I'm playing Stardew again. I don't even know why. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you just
0: got a Stardew.
1: I know. Um... Yeah, it was, like, two weeks ago, and I was sitting around on a Friday night, and I was like, I want to play a video game, but none of these video games are, like, doing it for me. Like, I went through, like, my Steam library, didn't find anything that I wanted to play, went through, like, my Epic library and my GOG library. Like, I was, just, I was just scrolling through all of the fucking services and all the games that I have, and finally I was like, you know what? We're just gonna play Stardew Valley again. And I didn't expect to, like, get sucked in, but...
0: Here we you are. Do. that's how that works. Here we are. So,
1: I feel like there's like more content than when we played it for the podcast. Like they might have added stuff. That's certainly
0: true, yeah. Like did yeah, yeah. didn't the didn't the multiplayer patch come out after we played it? Yeah,
1: the multiplayer patch definitely, but I feel like there's like cuz <clears throat> okay. this time I don't care. The last time when we played it for the pod, I did at least a year without consulting the wiki and this mm. time I had no such qualms. Um <laughs> but I keep seeing references to shit that that li- I'm like did that exist when we played
0: it before? Yeah.
1: And I don't know. There's a
0: lot of <laughs> I think there's like a whole new like late game area that didn't exist.
1: That's what it seems like. Um so, not quite there yet. I'm like halfway through year 2. Um So, yeah. got a got a ways to go before maybe I get I into. Should,
0: maybe I should pick it up again. But no, I probably shouldn't. I, I should if I, I was going to play anything. I should be playing uh, more Valheim with Huck uh, because mm. the Mistlands expansion came out, so we've been playing some of that. Ah, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I'm building lots of cool houses and stuff.
2: Is that game released yet? Uh, I should really know this.
0: <laughs> technically, no. Um, but I mean, yes. In the same way that like Minecraft wasn't technically released. For, like, ages and ages and ages, but, like, it was more or less content complete. Yeah. Or at least systems complete. Um, I think there's maybe plans to add, like, another biome still. Um, but there's there's plenty to do in the game, so... Yeah, I, I enjoy Valheim.
2: I should keep more track of the other games companies near me.
0: Yeah, well... I mean, I probably should keep more track of, like, local Seattle devs, but I don't.
2: Yeah, but Seattle is a big
0: Well, yeah, and Sweden's a big country? Question mark? Relatively speaking?
2: Yeah, but we're, like, a kilometer away from each other.
0: (laughs) I mean, fair enough.
1: I mean, I guess it'd be easy to keep tabs on them if you want to just like walk down the street.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if, if you're walking distance, maybe just go
1: knock on their door. Hey, what's up, guys?
0: Oh. I'm heading out to the store. You need anything? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, shall we talk about the uh, the game that we played for the pod? Yeah, I think we can. I, I don't mean. have a I don't have a clever segue this time. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: No, that's fine. You can't Uh, have a clever segue every time.
0: It's also been, like, two weeks since I finished this one, so I hope I remember (laughs) anything about the game. That's fine. But we played Stonefly uh, by developers Flight School Studio. um, Published by Flight School Studio and MWM Interactive. um, A studio which, honestly, I wish... Would get a little more like attention because I feel like you know I was very like eager and following like this studio, and I still didn't really hear uh when this game came out like i'm right, I'm right, smack dab in the core demographic for like I loved your first game, I am mm-hmm. excited to buy your second game, and like I still didn't hear about it until I think well after it was out, so no, no kidding. Their publisher needs to step up their game advertising-wise.
1: I don't know. I don't know that it was that long after it came out. Uh, oh, never mind. I think it was. I think it was. Just kidding. Uh, I'm looking at the release date, and I feel like we didn't start talking about it until, like, 2022 at some point. Yeah. What do, so. they,
0: um, what do they list as? Uh, oops. Um, as release date? June 2021 yeah so I mean, yeah, I feel like yeah, it took at least a year or at least six months if if uh yeah, yeah, if not a year for us to hear about it, um, and then leave obviously longer than that for us to actually play it um and stonefly uh like their previous game Creature in the well, which uh I' very much loved. Um, is a difficult game to describe because it's not really exactly like any other game that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of its own thing mechanically. Uh, the previous one was sort of like pinball, but not pinball. This is kind of like, uh, mech-based action adventure brawler. T- question yeah. mark. <laughs> it has a very uh difficult to to outline genre. Uh it has the same frickin' gorgeous art style as Creature in the Well, um, which made me very happy.
2: Yes.
1: I I was when I was playing this game at one point, um boyfriend came into the office and I was like fucking knee deep into the middle of a fight and he's like oh, that's a pretty game. but I was like, leave, leave the room. I'm busy.
0: I'm focusing.
1: <laughs> but yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So the, the main gameplay loop. Well, I guess let's do sort of narrative first. That might be easier. Um, no, it's not going to be because the world doesn't like make any, like they just drop you into a world with its own rules, which is like, You are a a young girl who's, like, the child of a, a, like, genius mechanic, and so you yourself are kind of a genius mechanic, Uh, and, like, it's a world where everybody is tiny and, like, lives in the forest, and also some of the people are, like, bugs, and some people are, like, robots, question mark, (laughs) and... Yeah. It's just a thriving little tiny, tiny person society.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and you, you kind of move through, like, the treetops and climb on leaves and branches and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's, like, the getting all the way to the top of a tree is, like, sort of a legendary thing that, like, not many people have ever done. Um, because, you know, you're tiny. You're tiny and it's the woods. Um and the the premise is that like you take out your dad's famous fancy mech uh one night or his his very beloved mech um to to do some resource collecting and you forget to lock the shed when you bring it back and it gets stolen and so you go on a an adventure hunting it down uh and you run into like this not exactly mercenary group. They're one of the some something core. They're the Acorn Core, but they're mm-hmm. they're part of a larger group that is like I th- I guess they specialize in like protecting people from aggressive bugs, um or something like that. Yeah, I don't it know. seems
1: like it's it's part um like you know keeping keeping the number of aggressive bugs down, but also like resource gathering. Yeah. Um, that like it seems and like that's kind, kind of. Like- Maybe Part also their
0: maybe also sort of like mercenary or bounty hunter groups a little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So you fall in with this crowd, you get your own little mech, and then you go around. And the the um, the main gameplay loop of the game is you are in your little mech, uh, you are in an area, you are collecting resources. Um, some resources you can just land and collect. But most resources, uh, when you land to collect them, uh, it will attract little bugs. And the little bugs will attack you, so you have to balance between collecting resources and getting rid of the bugs. And you have a lot of little... um, the, The main combat is you float above the bugs and try and shoot and stun them. And then you use little wind gusts to blow them off the edge of whatever area you're on.
1: Yeah, whatever leaf or stump or branch that you're on.
0: Yeah. And uh, you have lots of little extra, you know, tools that you acquire over the course of the game. Like uh, a little windshield or, like, the ability to, like, dash and do a wind gust at the same time. There's, like, a a little, like shiny bobble that can distract some bugs or a little like slime puzzle puddle that slows them down that kind of thing
1: the moveset Um, by the end of the game is like honestly very very complicated there's so (laughs) much you have so many options at any given moment and it's it's all just available to you at all times um you know cooldowns notwithstanding yeah
0: Yeah, It's and a lot you, to keep track of. Yeah, you get them by doing quote-unquote research, which is usually like defeating a certain number of enemies of a certain type will earn you the blueprint for the upgrade, and then you have to gather the resources in order to actually, like, um, fabricate the upgrade to install it in your ship. Um... And I like that mechanic of, like, the, the more you do a thing, the more you collect stuff. But yeah, especially towards the end, it did feel like, man, I'm, I'm unlocking all of these new abilities, and I, I know I'm not going to use any of them, because, oh, yeah. like, I, I can barely mentally keep track of the tools I already have access to. Yeah, so.
1: definitely. And every, it seems like every, like, kind of utility move that you gain access to is only really useful against, like, one specific enemy type. Um, which, you know, makes sense because by the end of the game, you're pretty much having every single enemy type thrown at you in every single encounter. Um,
0: Yeah, but but to remember what is good for what is rough.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And
0: and your basic moves will still work on pretty much everything, so it's not like you have to learn these specials. Like, I don't think I ever used the little acid puddle in combat even once. Yeah. So...
2: yeah there's uh, a lot of
1: stuff that I didn't use, or I only used it once or twice, maybe um just yeah just just keep shooting and shooting and blowing Yep. and and praying and repairing, yeah,
0: yeah and repairing is a big one, yeah, and some of the upgrades are th- are to things that you already have, like making your wind gust stronger or mm-hmm. like making you able to like repair more or faster um or gather resources faster um it's kind of an interesting balance that they chose um, of, like, you know, as you're, like, fighting bugs, uh, a lot of the littler bugs will eat the resources that you've, you're trying to gather. So if you take too long to destroy the bugs, you won't really have any resources left to gather. So you kind of have to figure out what you want your strategy to be. Do you want to keep running back and forth between trying to collect and shooting bugs? Do you want to clear out all the bugs first? Uh, do you want to do do what I usually did, which was uh, land in an area where the resources are, put up a shield, uh, harvest as quickly as possible from inside the shield, and yes. then when the shield runs out, fight the bugs.
1: Yep, that's what I did too. Which
0: um,
1: I mean, it it worked. That was a good yeah. strategy that we both had. So yeah,
0: no, it worked. Yeah. Um, and like the. Uh. There's lots of like little kind of variations on this like central mechanic. Like if you one nice thing is um, if you get lost and you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing, there's like a button you can press that tells you like which direction to go next, which is super helpful. <laughs> I didn't use it that often, but when I when I did need it, I was very grateful for its existence. Yeah, um,
2: there was quite a few times where I, it was hard to judge what was geometry. And then it yes. helped. Yes. Yeah.
0: There's that, and, like, the the other really helpful thing in that sort of area is, um, because most of the movement is you floating, like, as, your movement is jumps. Like, every time you, you can walk on the ground, but usually you hit jump and then you just float towards things. And they very helpfully put a little white dot where you will land if you land now. And that is a super necessary little dot.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It, it even, would be impossible to play without it, I feel yeah, like.
1: Yeah, even, even with the dot, I was having a lot of trouble with just, like, gauging depth perception.
0: hmm Same. Which,
1: you know, is not uncommon in these types of things, I would think, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the it's dot like helped, a though. pretty distant third-person camera. Like, your mech feels like a little little tiny insect mech in the middle of the screen. Which I find, I don't know, I find the whole premise of this game kind of adorable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I like, I think, I think Carl and I both had a pretty rough time with this one. If yeah, uh, it's
0: unfortunate. Yeah, and... I think I'm the only one who is, like, super positive on it, but. Yeah, yeah and
1: I like, I, there's a lot that I do like about this game, um, but the the main problems for me kind of came down to it just, like, purely mechanical stuff that, you know, I think would be easy to remedy in a way that would make it fun for me, but you know, that's not necessarily the game they wanted to make. So I'm trying not to yeah. be too hard on it, because I still, I still really like Creature in the Well. I yeah. I I don't hate this game, I just didn't particularly like it, but I still like, I don't know, I still have faith in Flight School, I guess is my point. Yeah. Um,
0: the, anyway. Did they have, I didn't really check the, like, inspect the um, menus for accessibility options. Did they have any, like, make the game easier toggles?
1: They did and the one that I checked there were a few and I don't remember exactly what all of them were but the one that I checked and kind of played with was there was one that um, increases the stun duration so when you mm. have a bug stunned it makes them stay stunned for longer and I that was that extremely helpful. helpful yeah um, but yeah it's we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later because i know we're still kind of going through the narrative i guess
0: yeah Um, yeah well yeah i kind of used the narrative to segue into the mechanics but uh i'll finish yeah i'll finish the mechanics and then finish the narrative um yeah so in between sort of like these big open levels usually in the big open levels you're doing some kind of story thing so you're like just generally exploring and trying to find an area um and then there will be a series of sort of like um more Path-like levels where you you are going from A to B specifically, and there are like checkpoints along the way. Um, and then there's also I think there's only one of them that you must do, um, but there are also alpha levels for each area where you have a super big bug covered in resources and that's like moving along at high speed. Um, and you have a limited amount of time to collect resources from it before you get blown off its back. Um, so there's sort of these like three game modes that they kind of like juggle you back and forth between. Um, they mostly the the uh, exploring and the path following mostly have a pretty similar feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the exploration ones you end up spending more time and going back to them more often. so you kind of get to know those spaces a little better, I think. Yeah. Um and there's a lot of like hidden that their their version of collectibles in this game is um uh there's like hidden cosmetic parts for your little mech ship. So as you go through you can collect uh new parts for your ship and customize your ship. And I was I was very I did uh like even um play a little after I'd ended the game just to collect all the cosmetic parts. Uh although one of them one of them I had to look up. Uh the others I was like they give you some in game hints about where stuff is going to be. Um like what levels you're missing stuff on. Um but there was one that I even, that wasn't enough and I had to actually look up where it was and it was tricky to get to. Um but like other than that I was uh, you know I was happy to be able to customize my ship and you can recolor it as well. Uh and so I I felt like I had a very cute ship that I that I really got attached to.
1: Yeah, I was torn between: do I make my ship cute and something that I you know like visually and aesthetically, or do I make something that's super hyper visible to make things easier to play? Um, yeah, and I, I the, the latter did win out for me.
0: Yeah, I did I did do the latter, but I tried to do it in a way that uh, yeah. you know was going to feel good. So I did a lot of like a like a blue and orange contrast. Yeah, uh, Mech and yeah, it's very. It's a very cute little ship, and it does cute little jumps. Yeah, the there.
1: Yeah, I I again like the visual design of this game is just wow, chef chef's kiss.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so as part of the narrative, you like you go to hunt down your um your dad's ship, and like you you manage to track down the person who stole it, but he's already sold it and. Things kind of stall out for a while, and you join your um, your group of mercenary friends on more of their missions. Um, narrative spoilers, I guess, but like the narrative is not really the reason to play this game, so um, <laughs> don't worry too much about it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you you find out that uh, your dad's ship has actually gone up on like black market auction. Um, Because it turns out it was actually, like, this really famous ship that, like, everybody thought, you know, had had disappeared. um, And everybody really wants. And so you steal the ship, but in the process, uh, it gets destroyed. Um, And in the end, you take your your mercenary buddies back to your dad in the hopes that, uh, you know, he will be able to make new stuff for them. But it turns out, like, your character has actually become kind of like, maybe even surpassed her dad as like, this new genius mechanic, so like, you can be the new genius mechanic for your little crew. Kind of a cheesy ending, but it's, I en- I thought it was, you know, <laughs> it fit with like, what I had expected from the rest of the game, so I was fine with it. Yeah,
1: kind of, kind of a cheesy ending, except I really hated what they did, so you, the, um, the Acorn Corps is, um, it's three people, there's like a a green lizardy man there's a a alien like woman who may be a, a princess that has run away from her family that's like implied and then the yeah. leader of the group is this this um what's her name Blair Ravenwood I think is like a a really tough tough lady um you know kind of like prickly exterior but she you know becomes friendly with you in her way and it's clear that she cares about her people but she's still kind of you know she's got that frosty frosty kind yeah. of demeanor and like the end of the game they just and i get it like you know um ann is the main character like did kind of betray her and ran off with the mech after you know they went through all the trouble to get it um but I feel like they just, like, they took away all of the good characterization they had. And then that last cut, she's just like, Mech, you need to replace the Mech now. I'm demanding this. Like, I don't give a shit about your heartfelt reunion. Give me the robot. I don't know. It it, yeah. it left kind of a bad taste in my mouth.
0: I don't know. she uh, does. You know, I thought you were going to complain about the uh, the fact that they hug at the end and, like, that she had melted too much. Uh, from her curmudgeonly ways. Well, yeah, I
1: for- I did forget about that. That's like the very last shot, which yep. is kind of it's very whiplashy because she's mm-hmm. like really really pissed off and kind of shitty, and then it's like, oh, just kidding. You're my favorite. Like, yeah, what? what, what uh, happens?
0: It uh it does feel a, the end does feel a little rushed story wise. Like mm-hmm. it it could have maybe used like one more sequence at the end as like a denouement. Maybe like a playable denouement after the final boss fight. Um
2: Yeah. I gotta be honest. Like when I w- got there, I was like so I stopped caring long ago about any of the story.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fair that's enough. fair. I I didn't I didn't care that much either. Um and I'll I'll also talk about uh, a lot of the issues that I had in the very end of the game. Um spoiler, I did not actually watch the final or I did not watch the final cutscene in game. I had to look it up on YouTube for a very specific reason. Um uh, which I will I talk so. about. <laughs> you can
0: just talk about it now.
1: Yeah, um the final boss fight is against a big a big gecko. It's a gecko? Some kind uh, of no, it's, a,
0: it's a no, it's a praying mantis thing. It's a, Oh like right, a, there's sorry, right. there's a
1: gecko earlier on in the game.
0: Uh, um, is there? I don't I think po- there is. I, there's, there's two theres mantises. There's, like, the dragon mantis is the one at the end, and there's, okay, maybe like... Maybe I'm
1: an- thinking it's the Orkin dragon... Mantis, maybe I was thinking earlier? dragon mantis, and I was thinking it was a lizard because it was called the dragon. Anyway, yeah. yeah, you fight a big thing. Um, It's a two-phase boss fight. You do the first phase, and then you fall through the canopy into another arena, and that's the second phase. And about a third of the way through the second phase, um, the the giant bug just glitched out of the, like playable area. It glitched out of camera space entirely. I could not see it. I could not do any damage to it. Um and I didn't want to do all of that again. And I was like, this is this feels like the the end of the game. This is probably the end of the game. Uh so I just quit and I watched I watched the final
0: cutscene. Yeah. Um, on and that YouTube. is that is literally the final boss. So you yeah. you've literally missed only the remainder of the final boss combat and
2: yeah. that was it.
1: Which to be fair I, I had um i had gotten the point of that fight already yeah. by that point far and away that did not need to be a two-face fight anyway um
0: yeah there was a three-face fight i don't remember um but yeah no there's a there's a two big dragon mantis fights or not dragon the first one's a different mantis it's like a i don't know i don't think it's an orchid mantis something else Orchid but... mantis
1: is um it's like air. Under.
0: It's like air mantis or something like that. Is what they call yeah, it, or something the, like the that. The orchid
1: mantis you're thinking of is from grounded.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, think I, that's I, true. I
1: I couldn't think of the name grounded. I was thinking I was like backyardigans, um, <laughs> and I knew that <laughs> wasn't was a right. Much
0: better name for that game. I know. Um. um
1: <laughs> yeah, the orchid mantis is from grounded, but I yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's like the, it's, it's the another air big bug. something.
0: Um. But yeah, it's uh, the the point of those boss fights is that there are a bunch of boulders on the field and you have to use your air gust to like shoot the boulders into the into the mantis to damage it yeah. um and it's you know it's a it's it's a variation on this the mechanic that you've been using the rest of the time so it's you know it, if you like the if you like the main mechanic you will like it if you don't you won't pretty much yeah yeah i think uh...
1: Like all of the you know that bug, and I had significant issues with the section where you have to like grapple the mech and kind of haul it off.
0: That was a rough. Um, that and there aren't really checkpoints. I because I failed it like right near the end mm-hmm. of that sequence and had to start all the way back at the beginning. And I'm like, oh come on, you couldn't have like checkpointed me a little further on.
1: Yeah, because they keep they they introduce like at the beginning of that level. Oh, a new mechanic. If you get it's raining now, and if you get hit by a raindrop all of your fucking systems go offline and you can't do anything but walk on the ground. Like, you can't float, for, you yeah. can't jump, you can't tether. For,
0: like, for like a second.
1: Yeah, like... but it makes you lose whatever you have tethered, namely yeah. this very important mech that you're trying to carry. Yeah. Um, and it's almost impossible... I found it to be almost impossible to see, especially in the air, if I was in the path of a raindrop. So I would yeah. get hit by a raindrop and, like, not even know. Um, And then I would... And the... there's some
0: places where if you drop that mech ship, like you can't really get it back without dying it falls way down
1: and there there were a lot of points where um not a lot but there were a point or two that i hit several times where like i would drop the mech the mech would stay on like you know a surface or something but i would fall Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't die immediately i would get like stuck on some geometry that i couldn't see because there was a piece of environment in front of the camera between me and the camera. So I couldn't oh, I see where that. I was. And you get timed out. Like, there's a timer if you drop the, the, the mech that you're trying to haul off. Yeah. Um, you have, like, ten seconds to retrieve it. Otherwise, you fail and you have to start the whole section over again. Yeah. And I... I, like, don't... in In, like, recent memory, I cannot think of a time where I have been actually angry at a sequence in a game. I was like I thought I was gonna have a fucking brain aneurysm. I thought I was gonna die. Like I was so frustrated and pissed off at this section. Oh and I was yeah. so glad when it when I got through it um and then I had to do that stupid boss fight and then the boss fight bugged out. Um and thankfully it was the end of the game. Um yeah I guess that's that's yeah.
0: fair. Um, I I did not have nearly as much trouble with that sequence but i'd also felt to me like a this is a this is like an unnecessarily punishing sequence like this does not like i narratively it's very like it feels very sort of exciting and satisfying and like you're really you know running and under the gun time-wise but mechanically it it feels like it is a little unpolished and kind of needed more work it does not feel very fair
1: it- you know, and I was thinking about it, and I sort of feel like that's my impression of this game overall, especially in comparison with Creature in the Well, is that this whole game feels like it's way less polished. Um Just in general, is sort of I, how I felt about it.
0: I don't know if I agree with that, but um, I, I also... I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's true. It's hard to tell, because...
1: Uh... Yeah, I mean, they are really different games.
0: Yeah, they are very Um, different games, and this this one is, like, very visually polished, and, like, it has a lot of interesting systems in it that I think are... I feel like it, it, maybe one of the reasons that it feels unpolished um, is because a lot of the systems that they're trying to invent for this are, they're, they're like, inventing entirely new systems, right? Like, it's not like, oh, they made a standard hack-and-slash combat system... And, like, didn't, you know, they didn't put any of the usual bells and whistles on it. It's like, no, they're trying to figure out how this kind of movement and combat is even going to work without completely falling apart and, like, you know, making it so you can't tell what's going on because of camera or making it so, like, the movement, like, feels really bad or whatever. Like, there were a lot of very base level questions to answer and problems to work out before you even get to the level of, like, polish.
1: Yeah, uh, and I it's... I think that's maybe part of it is specifically what you just mentioned is um camera difficulties and I mm-hmm. uh my my I think my biggest problem especially in combat a is I felt like every combat encounter that you're like obligated to complete took way too long.
0: That might um, be true, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I felt like the the camera was simultaneously too zoomed out and there's too many things on the screen, but also the actual like playing area, like the arena area for each specific combat zone was too big. So you're too zoomed out, but the combat zone is too big and there's too much on the screen. So you push a bug off, like you've stunned a bug, you push it off, but it, you don't know if it has fallen off. You have to like actually walk your ass over there to make sure that it actually fell, that it didn't get stuck on some little piece of geometry there, at the edge of the arena. There um, is an
0: audio cue for it
1: but there is an audio cue, but yeah. 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 Um, And I, I just, I found the whole concept of you got to push the bug off to be like the big thing that I could have done without. It just Mm, felt like an unnecessary step. And I think in too many areas, there were too many barriers to making that like a, a satisfying thing. Fair. I although
0: like... i do I do think that if they hadn't had that, the game would have felt much more generic. Like I think that's yeah. one of the things that makes it feel kind of weird and unique. Is that that part of the mechanic? But yeah, I, yeah you're not wrong.
2: Yeah. every mm-hmm. single encounter felt like a slog to me.
0: yes, it did <laughs>
2: um
1: at least at least past a certain point. There was a point early on in the game where I felt like I was really gelling with it. Um, but then it just like, I don't know the the combat encounters just felt like they got longer and longer and longer, um, and yeah, I,
0: it's, the way it's I, built for just for people who you know are listening and haven't played the game, mm-hmm. um, the way it's built is that there are like I would say the large majority of the the encounters you have are like actually fairly small. They're like two or three bugs, and you can kind of skip them.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: periodically through the level, there are these big arenas. Where when you fly into them, it like locks off the arena, and you have to defeat all of the waves of bugs before you are allowed to leave the arena. Um, yeah, and those are the ones I think that you're talking about that are like kind of dragging yes. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because the other ones you can just leave, and it's fine. Um, yeah. I do. I did appreciate that they would point out the bugs that you have to kill so that you could complete the combat, because it doesn't. It's not all the bugs, like the tiny little piddly ones. You don't have to necessarily kill it's like basically just the ones that can do damage to you yeah um yeah the was... little
0: piddly bugs are just there to eat up your resources while you're busy
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah that was my big gripe is that i just um like movement was fine the environments were good i liked the designs of all the enemies um even if some of them maybe weren't like visually distinct enough. Um, from especially from the the distance that they are from the camera, and when you've when you've got a full arena, there's a lot going on on the screen. <laughs> yeah, there's so much really going on on the chaotic. screen, um, which is why I. Um, I-, I was talking about this before we started recording. Um, there was an article, I think. I think it was a Polygon article that describes this as a chill RPG, a chill mech RPG, and I absolutely take issue with that statement. There is nothing fucking chill <laughs> about this. Uh,
0: yeah, like exploring yeah. the little the little world spaces is pretty chill. Getting into combat is not chill. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. And you spend uh, a lot of time in combat. Uh, yeah. Just just to make sure that that's you know understood. Um, yeah.
0: Like the the combat and exploration are kind of the hand in hand linked parts of this game. Like mm-hmm. that's that you do the two of those together, and that's most of the gameplay. Um, yeah. The one thing I did to mitigate a little bit of the chaos uh, was I noticed that um, the the uh, some of the bugs are spawned triggered spawn triggered based on which resources you have like uncovered and broken open in the arena um yeah so i would like try and break open only one resource on the corner of the arena and try and fight all the bugs there and then go yes. to the, wherever the next resource was so i didn't have to deal with as many as what at once
1: yeah that's that's definitely a strategy, too. That doesn't, yeah, it's, like... It's
0: difficult to do because they'll, you know, you and they will move around as you're fighting, and sometimes it's very difficult to avoid breaking open a resource, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it helped a little, I think.
1: Yeah, I just... There was nothing more frustrating to me than thinking I had pushed a bug off the ledge um mm-hmm. only to find that it got like stuck on a little like yeah cuz if the at the, the bug's
0: unstun they get their entire health back and you yeah. have to start over with hitting them and they so they represent bug health with like little dots above the above each bug and most bugs have like three or fewer dots mm-hmm. but there are some that have like 7 <laughs> and so you, uh, you gotta hit them a bunch of times. And some some of them, like, are only vulnerable during certain phases in their, like, attacks. So you gotta be, uh...
1: Yeah, or they're only vul- vulnerable if you, like, use a specific ability. Yeah. Um, things <laughs> like, like that.
0: The, the big beetles have a, um... Have a thing, uh... That, like, they have a, like, shell on their back. And, uh, they open the shell in order to fire little, little like projectiles at you and you can hit them then or you can do what I called blowing up their skirts which yeah. is if you do if you hit them from behind with a wind gust it like blows the shell up and then it exposes them and you can hit them which is really funny like the animation for it i thought i thought was very cute
1: also the achievement for doing that um enough times is just called how embarrassing <laughs> i noticed which was that's, which was fun
0: that's cute yeah so
1: those are those are my gripes. I there's a lot of combat in this game, and the combat did not feel great to me.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. It so, it yeah. felt very to me. It felt very like different, right? Like I'm like I I don't like I don't know if I've ever played a combat that feels like this, and it's very like unusual. And I'm like it. I was I guess kind of like enjoying the. The feeling of trying to, like, figure out what its whole deal is. But it does kind of feel like an experimental prototype. More than, like, a well-worn mechanic that is well understood. And, you know, people are...
1: Yeah, I think I think really what it comes down to for me is... I could have done with less of it in terms of... um, You know, not necessarily the amount of encounters. But, like, maybe, like, one or two fewer enemy types. One or two fewer moves one or two fewer waves per encounter. Like, just kind of tear it back and take the parts that are working really well and refine them so that they work really, really well instead of having, like, all of it in there. And, you know, I'm sure there's probably stuff that was in the game at some point they got cut because it just wasn't working well enough and and you know we've got even less than what it could have been but yeah i think it could have been paired yeah, down yeah i did a bit more. i did
0: get the i did get the impression especially with like the number of uh like moves you had that oh like the design team really let themselves off the reins a little bit where they're like this is yes. fun to design let's keep designing yeah um <laughs> Where it's like, but you you didn't really need that though. Like it would have been a cleaner game if you'd cut a little more. Um, uh, I will say one other complaint I had, um, and this is like maybe nitpicky, but um, they needed longer uh, and more diverse music tracks per level. Um, some of the some of the little like music audio loops, especially the level with, like, the red maple leaves, or, like, the, the, you know, red and yellow maple leaves in the background, got, like, actually incredibly annoying to me <laughs> fairly quickly, because I'm like, this is super repetitive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the same, like, blip bloop sounds.
0: Yeah. And yeah. if you if you're expected to, like, you know, spend a lot of time exploring and familiarizing yourself with the space, then, like, you need to have better, better audio accompanying. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I appreciated uh, a lot of the sound cue stuff that they did, like specifically the one where, like, there's a little like sort of bell ring noise when something falls off a cliff that I appreciated a lot. Where <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. They didn't like land on a little ledge somewhere further down. Um but yeah yeah no i don't I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said. I think I just kind of lucked into a slightly better experience with it on my end than you did, yeah, and that's uh, probably
1: fair yeah i i I definitely could see that being the case uh, <laughs> i
0: I did have one bug, uh one glitch that where um what was I doing at the time i so i I was exploring a thing where the camera kind of like shifts the angle it's following you at based on uh, how you move through the environment, which must've been an incredibly tough problem to solve, but mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job of making sure that they didn't put anything important in areas where you would run into camera trouble. Um, so like trying to keep you in a main area where the camera pretty much worked. Um And, like, I can't imagine that, like, that camera must have been a nightmare, programming-wise. But anyway, um, so I was in that area, and I happened to die from, like, landing in a weird spot. Like, I, um, I fell down into the water somewhere, I think. Uh, and when it respawned me, because it it tries to respawn you pretty instantly. Like, there's not a long death Mm -hmm. thing. There's not a lot of punishment for accidentally, uh, flying out of bounds. Um... Which is good, because sometimes it could be difficult to tell what is landable geometry and what isn't. Yeah. Um, so you're like, oh, I'll go over to that branch. And it's like, surprise, this is an out-of-bounds branch. And you're like, yeah. ah, shit, I do not have enough flight to get back to an area that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, like I said, you're not punished he- heavily for that. But when it tried to respawn me, it respawned me under the level geometry. Uh, oh no. In like in like above a like blank like blue plane, and so I just started falling. But I think it respawned me underneath the death plane, so I just kept falling and falling and falling. And I'm like, uh-oh. But, nice. uh oh. But at at uh, at any point in the game, there is a uh, like quit back to hub thing from the menu where you can just like go back to the your like little camp where you can do upgrades and stuff. So I just had to I had to quit out to hub and and then come back and it was fine.
2: Wait, can you go to the hub from anywhere?
0: Uh, anywhere in the main levels? Yeah, if you just go to your menu, there's a little like go to camp button.
2: Cool. I <laughs> always went to the like exits. The oh, like camp.
0: the little checkpoint things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that that button is available at any time in the in the main area levels, and I think at every at any time in the Follow along levels as well, um it's just that like those ones have specific checkpoints, so you you're like you know you're gonna lose more progress, I feel like if you if you do it in those levels um but you if you want to quit, you can quit um and probably you can during the like aphid challenges as well the um the alphas, but uh, I never tried because that that's a time limited sequence anyway, so you're always in kind of a hurry. Yeah. Um, I I discovered that the the better strategy for the alpha was not to try and fight anything, but to just move between resource piles and harvest as much as you could before it got too overrun to fight things, and then just move somewhere else.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I'm um, I, I was glad that the um, the alphas were pretty easy to trigger. So the way you trigger them is um, you have to like track them through a you know a a, a zone in the game I yeah, um, and yeah and you do that by finding these like special little sprites that are similar to what you do when what you know what you see when you're using your own little pathfinding thing um but you you find a group of them they're blue instead of gold and they lead you to like i don't know like a like a track of some kind like a here's yeah. like a roughed up piece of tree or a footprint or something and you find like 3 of them and it unlocks the alpha. And you can do that pretty much infinitely.
0: Yeah, um, so. And you don't even have to activate the tracker bugs. If you happen to spot one of yes. the little tracks on your, on your own in the environment, you can just go straight to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that the tracker bugs are a way of, like, they will lead you to whatever is closest that you haven't found yet. Um, and so yeah. that's a that's a good way. If you're having trouble finding them, that's a good way to, like, easily do it. Mm-hmm. um and yeah you only have to find like a few and then you you can do an alpha run and so they they you, you can't just do infinite alpha runs because that would get you uh resources way too quickly um so they make you do a little bit of this sort of like chill wandering around in a level um between uh between your alpha attempts um and usually like you know you you end up doing the first time you're exploring a space you end up doing the arena fights because you run into them, but in a lot of the levels, like once you've done it once and you kind of know where the things are, you can just kind of skirt your way around them and like not bother with them if yeah. you don't want to do the arena fight again. I usually did because I kind of uh, I enjoyed the arena fights, but uh, and I, I they they're usually a way to get a lot of resources pretty quickly um, because the arenas are generally chock full of resources, um, hmm. but. Uh, it depends. And the, the resource kind of tension is like you have, you know, stuff that you want to make from the upgrades that you have uh, that you've figured out like the blueprints that you have. And so you're trying to collect resources. And there's a few like story-based missions where you have to collect a certain amount of resource before you can proceed. Um, so that's kind of how they try and encourage you to do the wandering around and actually you know complete the game. <laughs> is by this resource tension although <clears throat> honestly it was fairly uncommon that i would get a new blueprint and not already have all the resources that i needed to make it um yeah
1: i felt like i um, i generally either had everything i needed or was very close to having what i needed and only yeah. had to do like a little bit of poke it around for like one specific thing
0: yeah exactly um which is maybe good because otherwise, you know, if it, if it was too much in the other direction, I think it could feel really yeah. grindy. Um, yeah. but it does it does mean that you uh, you know, you don't really get to pace out a lot of your upgrades because you just get them right away. Yeah. Once you unlock them, so. And there's at least one upgrade, the hull upgrades you get from taking damage. So mm-hmm. um, you know, no matter what you're going to uh as long as you're continuing to play, you're going to slowly unlock uh the the main resource or the the main um you know upgrade abilities and stuff Mm -hmm. um i never like felt like oh i i have to go out of my way to find this type of enemy so i can do more research on it and get uh you know get those ability faster because it was like oh no i'll i'll just keep playing and i'm sure it will it will come to me eventually and it does yeah it does
1: um, which is good because I think you know the the point of having a cool robot is you want to make your cool robot even cooler, yeah' exactly. and not not like you know having to go through all the motions of like r and d uh yeah, um, so that's fair, yeah, i can't yeah. I can't fault the way this is done
0: and uh, while the well there weren't as we said like definitely way more abilities than you needed, and like the um you were like, oh great, another like weird thing, a weird tool I'm not going to use sometimes. Whenever you got upgrades for some of your core functionality, that felt really exciting to upgrade. I'm like, ooh, another hull upgrade so I can have more health? Yes, please. Or like, ooh, faster resource gathering? Like, absolutely, I am going to tunnel for that immediately. Yeah.
1: Anything that let me jump higher, I was there. I was there for it.
0: Yeah. And it, it that feels like very solid. Where like you're excited to do that upgrade because you like you know what benefit it's gonna have, right? Like you know exactly how useful that's gonna be. And then, and they do have like a lot of times, especially the, I think the wind gust ones. Like each next level of it, you really feel the difference when you equip it. Yeah,
1: agreed. Definitely.
0: Um, so, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's kind of. I'm kind of coming around to like your like description of it as unpolished yeah it it feels like it was something that was like very experimental, and they hewed out a a core of the game that actually like worked pretty well, but like that's what they had time and budget for, right <laughs> and not and not tweaking and and polishing and balancing a bunch because like just figuring out how the game would even work on its own was enough of a a struggle,
1: yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say that it's like entirely unpolished. I just felt like it was a a less polished experience than Creature in the Well, which I still think was, you know, an incredibly tight experience from start to finish. Yeah. Um, so you know. Yeah,
0: agreed. And so, yeah, even though I enjoyed this one very much, I still also agree that I think uh, Creature in the Well was better. Yeah, that's fair.
1: As long as, um, as long as but, we can agree on that,
0: but. <laughs> I do I do want to encourage more studios to try weird experiments, right? Like, I want them to make more games that aren't like other games I've played, right? That are yeah. trying to do something that's, like, weird and unusual and not really a genre that has existed before. And, like, that's, that's a thing that I really love it when people try and do. And so um, I'm very happy to see it here.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm not mad that I. Well, I was mad that I played it for a minute there. <laughs> um, <laughs> overall, I would say I'm not. Um, and like I said, you know, despite my feelings on this game in particular, I still, I still trust, I still trust Flight School Studios. So, you know, there's that. I'll play their next game. Yep. Pretty much no questions asked, honestly. <laughs> so there's that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, any other? Final thoughts on the game? The character's design is, like, very cute. The enemy design is very cute. I just, like... I really love the aesthetic of this game. Yeah,
1: it's nice. Um...
0: I also... I As much as, like, the story itself is kind of, like, bare-bones, you know, like, pretty utilitarian for, for what, uh, you know, to, to support the gameplay, um, I do... Forgot what I was gonna say. Actually, <laughs> there, there was a there was a positive second half to that sentence. I swear. Um, I was I was gonna say something about just like really enjoying the um, the the way the characters look, uh, their sort of overall design, and uh, like the way they do the storytelling. Like format wise, isn't bad either. Where it's like you have a few little cutscenes interspersed. And then sometimes characters will talk as you're like walking along places, which was a little easy to miss sometimes, which was unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that um, definitely was true.
0: Because you have to like it's hard to focus on reading and moving your mech around at the same time. Yeah. Um but I liked I liked the characters. Um even though it was, you know, there wasn't a, a ton um like the like I said, the story was kind of uh uh like a little cheesy. Um, but I, st- I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah, I was like it,
2: that... Oh, go ahead. Was it only me that thought the the chat prompts were really, really slow? Oh, I, for the, like, the speed for of the,
1: the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I yeah, feel like they... I don't remember. Yeah.
2: Um, I it, feel it, like I kept waiting for the next text to appear all the time.
1: Yeah, and especially like in the cutscenes, I feel like they had their little bank of animations, and they you gotta wait for the animation to finish before the next dialogue and pop up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the yeah. cutscenes weren't great, but it's fair, it's whatever. Yeah,
0: but oh. the the uh, I think the world building was actually the thing I was going to. say. Oh, I do remember what I was gonna say. I appreciate that they didn't overexpose it. Like yeah. because they because they drop you in a world that clearly has its own rules and like is very different from most, you know, like fantasy or sci-fi worlds you're used to, um, it would have been very easy for them to overexposit the world building. But no, they just kinda take it for granted, they drop you in it, and uh, you know, they like the important stuff you pick up quickly, the unimportant stuff is left kind of up to your imagination and uh, and they just like let the world speak for itself, and that i that I appreciated a lot,
2: yeah,
1: that's actually the exact next thing I was gonna say is pretty much pretty much exactly that yeah is that you know they just kind of they they give you enough and it's really all that you need um and you know it's 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 just there it's it's there, and it exists in a in a in a finished enough state that it feels like a real environment um mm-hmm. in a real world um little,
0: real little society,
1: yeah. Without without going too hard into all of the lore and all of the whatever that you don't need to know about, so and you just could leave it out. like
0: there's clearly like a lot of stuff that uh, would even be you know like fun and weird to learn about, but it would just slow the game down. It would it would just make it drag on, which uh, which it didn't need to do. So I'm I'm pleased at at the level of uh, of storytelling that was in it um, that they didn't try and and over explain.
1: Yeah, like, we get one one or two, like, just kind of off-the-cuff lines of dialogue about how that one character is is uh, maybe runaway royalty. Yeah. And that's that's all. That's all. Yep. It just gives you that taste of, like, okay.
0: Yeah, and sure. there's, like, some implied stuff about, like, you know, what, what the different cores are and how they function. Um, like, they're clearly necessary, but also some of them clearly have some corruption going on. There clearly used to be some kind of, like, big war or conflict that your father was part of that, like, he was a mechanic in. They don't go into too much detail about that. Um, there's a thing he says in the beginning of, like, oh, you know, in, in my day, it was so much harder to, like, collect resources. Like, you kids these days have it easy. You can just go to the shop and pick up some, you know, whatever. And Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's a lot of like little world building touches like that that are well appreciated. Mm-hmm. So good on good on them for that kind of restraint.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was the thing I was gonna yeah. <laughs> that I forgot mid sentence.
1: Yes, I agree. I want to say I want to say some good things about this. So I want, yeah, gotta make sure that that, that is said. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. All right. Any, any other things?
1: Yeah, no. I feel like that was. I feel like this has been a pod.
0: Yep, a pretty I, concise I may have, one. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I did finish playing this two weeks ago, so I might have had more to say about it, like uh, right after I finished. But, uh, but I think of you know we hit on all the core important stuff here. Yeah. Um, no, I think so. So yeah, I don't know if the combat as described sounds interesting to you and sounds like something you want to try. Uh, pick it up. It's definitely. A very unique thing um, <clears throat> that won't be quite like other games that you've played. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, worth a try. Um, if like you, if the the un, slightly like rough rough edges of it don't sound to you like, you know, like something you'd be willing to put up with, then uh, then you can maybe give it a skip. But um, yeah, up to you. Yeah. Uh, if you if you if the idea like, of playing something really unique sounds interesting, and you want something more polished, go play Creature in the Well. (laughs) Because, damn. Yeah,
1: Yeah, never, never not recommending Creature in the Well, honestly. (laughs) That's
0: that's still probably, like, at or near the top of my list for if people ask me for, like, what are some, like, overlooked indie games that you feel like didn't get the attention they deserved? It's, like, Creature in the Well every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So...
0: Uh, all right, so I will talk about what we're playing next then. Um cool. our next game is going to be maquette uh, by Graceful Decay, which is uh, published by Annapurna. Uh, our good friends, yeah, <laughs> whom you know we're playing yet another Annapurna game. um but I've seen a little piece of Maquette because, um Seanbo played it on a play by play. Uh, once, like, a while back, um, you know, obviously it's been a while since any play-by-play, but, like, it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, a bit ago, and, um, it, uh, unfortunately, the, the build he was playing did not interact well with his streaming software, and it, like, caused it to glitch out a bunch, so he had to stop streaming it, (laughs) um, but I don't, I haven't heard any reports of that kind of thing for, the single-player experience. Um, So if anyone doesn't know, a maquette is a... uh, like a a mock-up or a model, like a scale model of a thing. Um, So the point of this game is that it's a puzzle game that plays with uh, different... um, like, size puzzles. So a little bit like a superliminal kind of thing, but I think it's a little bit more like the The puzzle rules are a little more rigidly defined than superliminal. Um, there's a lot of stuff about like putting something uh, that from your world in the maquette and then you go into the maquette and it's really big and you take it back out and then make it bigger in the big world. and it'll like lots of lots of little scale changing puzzles. Um, so I liked what I saw of it, and uh, it's been long enough that I don't remember any of the puzzle solutions from Sean's playthrough. So, here Time to go. play it.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at a glance, I and I, like, don't know much about this game other than just what I've seen of it in, like, just brief clips. It looks like Superliminal meets Goa, mm. which is interesting, so.
0: Yeah. So we'll see we'll if it see. holds up to that. Yeah. Cool. Um, which I, I've... I don't. Mm, yeah, it's definitely part superluminal. I don't know if I feel it's part Gorogoa, but that may come out as we play more of it. So,
1: we yeah, shall I see. think I think I'm just thinking of like the visual style, but
0: you know, yeah. oh yeah, that's way. that's fair, I guess. Um, although it is it is 3D, so yes. it's you know you are wandering around in a 3D space, but yeah,
1: yeah, interested um, to see how this one works. So cool.
2: Uh,
0: some, some like, infinite, uh, like, fractal-size repetition stuff going on here that'll be interesting to explore. Um, yeah, so we'll play that. It's supposed to be pretty short. I think it's like a five- or seven-hour game or something like that. Um, and so hopefully we can actually get it done in two weeks and uh, come back and record on it in a bit. Yeah,
1: sounds good. Fingers crossed. Everybody, yep, fingers
2: I, crossed.
0: I think two weeks from now is also the weekend of uh, the reptile expo, so I might be recording the day after having gone to see some cool reptiles. I'm not going to actually, you know, pick up a new animal, but I might get like I don't know a a plant or a like a cool toy or something because it's not it's not a hundred percent animals at the show. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Cool. That's skull. what they say now,
2: and then you end up coming home with lizards.
0: Yep, right. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, there's always somebody selling like animal skulls uh, or like pelts and things at, at these shows. Um, mm. So maybe I'll come back with a cool animal skull. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank y'all for listening and uh, let's talk about where folks can find us if they want to come discuss maquette or just, you know, interact with us generally.
1: Yeah, in, in general, that's... Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my brain froze for a second there. Hello, sorry. I'm Kelso. You can find me on Twitter uh, at KelsoTimeBomb. You can also follow the podcast Twitter at FeedbackForce. That's it. That's all. That's all I got.
0: Yep, and uh, the Twitter for a Feedback Force has instructions on how to join the Discord. As yes, the well Discord if, links are there. Uh, if you want to come hang out on the Discord. Because that's a good place to chat with us. Uh, it's, like, lonely in there. Uh, and we want friends to talk to you. Please yeah. come chat with us.
1: Please, we're so lonely.
0: Um, and I am Kyla Fury, and you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Kyla Go, um, uh, at Kyla underscore Go, and uh, you can play the game I made, Wintermore Tactics Club, on most modern consoles and PC Uh and uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Kyla Gorman Fury, if you want to see pictures of my
2: lizard. Yeah, and I'm Carl, and you can follow me on Twitter at scug three, which I don't really use anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind plugging of, it. Yeah, I've kind of like pretty much weaned myself off of Twitter now as well. Like I will Same. check it maybe like once every couple of weeks, but that's it.
1: Yeah, what are you gonna do?
0: So, if you really want to talk to us, join the Discord, that's your best bet. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, Don't Carl's number is
1: redacted. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All righty, cool. Well, yeah, I think this has been a pod. We will be back in two weeks, knock on wood. Hopefully, we'll have good stories about the reptile expo, um, and whatever else has happened in the next two weeks, but until then. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Right, Bye.